Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for April 12th, 2020. Uh, we are coming to you not live and technically not from Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana, uh, but uh, from thereabouts. Uh, uh, Bruce, April 12th, there's something, I feel like there's something going on this week, uh, church-wise, and I'm trying to remember... Oh, I'm glad you narrowed it down. ...what it is. <laughs> Is there anything special about um, today's, you know, this week's church service, or? Well, it's a wee bit of Holy Week. A, a, a wee, a, a wee dram of it. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Now, on uh, Thursday, we have Monday, Thursday, good, then followed by Good Friday, um, Holy Saturday, which has the Easter Vigil. All those services, by the way, at seven p.m. on our Facebook page. And mm-hmm. then, of course, on the twelfth is Easter Day. Yeah, so a little bit of a little bit of celebration, I suppose. Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll do so the best we're, we can. We're 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 done with Lent, though. That's uh, yes, that's great. Uh, my Lenten observation was uh, uh, not getting sick with uh, COVID. So so far, so good. Uh, fingers crossed. I, I make it the whole way. Um, but. Uh, 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 yeah, so our Lenten observation, these are our final days, and then we get to celebrate. Right. Excellent. Well, very good. Um, so, so 7 o'clock uh, on our Facebook page every uh, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday and then uh, uh, Sunday morning oh. at 9. Yep. Okay, and all, all the services are pre- pre-recorded for safety's sake, and yep. therefore it can also be found on the Parish YouTube channel. Yes, absolutely. And then that is HFEC videos uh, and on YouTube. Uh, we also have, uh, you can visit our website, uh, hfec.org um, uh, or holyfamilyfishers.org. I think both of those are yep, directed to the same. Um, <clears throat> and then, yeah, our Facebook page as well. So we've got, we've got options for you this week. Yeah. We've got, we got so much, we've got church coming out of your ears. Yeah. As, as we're living <laughs> in the safety of our own homes, whenever possible, you can still be part of church. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, in this uh, age of uh, uh, health concern and um, um, uh, being aware of illness, I thought uh, this week's uh, word was uh, right up this alley, uh, and, and was 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 a great a great pick. If I don't, if I do say so myself, um, so. Bruce, your word this week is insufflation. Whoa! Insufflation. Insufflation. Some, something that uh, that previous part was a, a little bit of a clue. Yeah. Uh, and I will also say that uh, I didn't experience this at my baptism, uh, so I'm, a, I'm I'm a little disappointed, but a, uh, a little bit relieved. <laughs> Right, all right. Give up? Uh, Come on. Uh, yeah, give up. I better just give up. Okay, insufflation, the ancient liturgical practice of "quote unquote" blowing in the Holy Spirit gotcha. to the mouth of the candidate for baptism by the celebrant. Yep. Uh, it was preparatory to the baptism itself. The term is from uh, the Latin uh, "in" and "suffler" to blow. Uh, it was the counterpart 
to the exoflation or exorcism of evil spirits by the action of the celebration, blowing the spirits, evil spirits out of the candidates. Um, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't need to ask the question why we don't do this anymore. Um, but uh, this is, and, and, and there's no indication that this was a super widely used uh it was uh, it, it does the definition does identify that the action was optional in a post vatican ii roman catholic liturgies but um so no indication that this was like a widespread practice but ew gross <laughs> well actually it wouldn't surprise me if it was widespread when um years and years ago when i was doing my uh parish internship while in seminary the way that they did baptisms included the priest blowing across the water of the baptismal font as oh, as okay. part of the blessing of the of the water uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if that was if you know 20 years before they were also blowing on the babies yeah we, uh, this is this is a practice that i think will not come back uh no i, I agree <laughs> I think this one is relegated to history, and maybe right, and I think rightly so, in my opinion. <laughs> well, and it's hard to imagine adults putting up with it either, since we do a lot of adult baptisms these days. <laughs> what, 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 what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going down the street for a better service. <laughs> includes a lot fewer germ transmissions. Hey, that guy, that guy got more Holy Spirit blown into him than I did. It's not fair. Yeah, I got more holy spit. Oh, <laughs> gross. So gross. <laughs> oh. Well, anyways, I thought that that was a uh, that was a uh, th that word very really timely. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, uh, so yeah, insufflation. Uh, so I, I am, I am insufficiently insufflated, but I am okay with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not driving uh, over to your house to help out with this problem. <laughs> No, good. I'm all. I'm a hundred percent good. Uh, you stay where you're at. Yeah, uh, <laughs> back at you. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, with that, uh, with that fun but uh, weird and gross word out of the way, uh, let's move on to <laughs> the reading where there is no insufflation. Um, so, so uh, this week's uh, readings are are uh, uh, all about uh, all about Easter. So, or uh, kind of uh, feed into that. So, let's yeah. uh, let's Just, start the Old Testament reading. If oh, I go ahead. put it one quick word, if you go yes. back to the podcast about a year ago, we went through every Holy Week service. So, we're purposely not repeating that this time, and instead simply focusing on the Easter Day uh, lessons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Easter Day lessons is what we're focusing on. Uh, so Jeremiah 31, 1 through 6, and that reads this way. At that time, says the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus says the Lord, the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness when Israel sought for rest. The Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my, faith, my faithfulness to you. Again, I will build you, and you shall be built, O virgin Israel. Again, you shall take your tambourines and go forth in the dance of the merrymakers. Again, you shall plant vineyards on the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and shall enjoy the fruit. For there shall be a day when sentinels will call the hill country of Ephraim, 
come, let us go up to Zion, to the Lord our God. Um, we've read a little bit from Jeremiah these past couple of weeks. Uh, um, um, prophet that's talking about uh, uh, kind of the, 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 the reestablishment or the, the, the good years of Israel, right? Um, right. Uh, and, and this does feel kind of like a continuation of that. Um, so uh, uh, when it says, though, because uh, we kind of take this out of context a little bit, um, um, at that time says the Lord, and uh, a couple of verses down it says, the Lord appeared to him from far away. What's, what's, who's the him that we're referring to at this point? Do well, you have any idea? Yes, in part because it can also be translated as me. Um, oh oh okay and you know it's, it's just the particular translators their decision on is it um should be who's the voice in a sense is it god mm -hmm. is it the is it the prophet jeremiah is it israel um and as often the case with pronouns that don't have any gender you don't really know except by context Gotcha. Okay. So then we added gender back in as a part of the translation. Well, we have to, yeah, because that's the only way we know how to do it uh, currently. Um, there's a movement in the English language to use they when you don't know. And so maybe 20 years from now, our Bibles will be more accurate because we'll have that option. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, Although, they, yeah, I mean, it still seems like if, if, if the point is the reader, the audience, whoever is reading at the time, it's, it feels like that, that might be, as you pointed out, the, 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 the person that the Lord is appearing to. Yeah. Um, um, one would say, one would think that you would be the correct translation uh, or, or a little bit more accurate to give, you know, a, a feeling of, okay, this is not something being said to someone else, but not you. Right. Um, this is this is a message for you handed down uh, from through Jeremiah, whether directly, indirectly, and through the ages. Uh, it's st this still is the message to you. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Uh, therefore, I've continued my faithfulness to you, and that is you, the reader. Mm -hmm. um, right. Um, now, I don't know. Um, uh, the, the the way that this is written, I don't know as if I've ever taken my tambourine, uh, let alone uh, <laughs> do it again. Um, uh, but uh, uh, and and uh, I'm certainly I'm certainly not one of the merrymakers. Uh, but uh, <laughs> oh come on, <laughs> you're too modest. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, uh, so again, you shall plant vineyards on the mountains of Samaria. So this is. It is it, again con continuing this uh, this um, uh, creative description of of uh, reestablishing yourself, coming home, and, and right. being made whole. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's another restoration prophecy. Now, since there's a lot of them, I suppose my I don't know if I have any other specific questions about the way that this is worded or what it says but i suppose my main question is there, there's lots of these right there's lots yeah. of these uh, restorative uh, uh passages why is there any reason why this one is picked to partner with the easter story um 
why this Sunday uh, for this passage? It's one of the greatest hits of mm-hmm. restoration passages. Um, and in part, the, the opening verse, uh, 31.1, at that time says the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel and they shall be my people. Christians mm-hmm. usually apply this to the whole wide world. So okay. while the prophecy, the, the, and it's in poem form, while this poem was originally directed towards the folks who were stuck in Babylon enslaved, mm. Christ, Christians widened it, I think very appropriately, for how God sees all of the human race. And so that fits in very nicely, of course, with the story of Jesus's resurrection. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it does. Uh, so, um, anything, anything stand out to you about? I mean, it, I, I and maybe I'm just colored by uh, uh, reading a, a fair amount of Jeremiah in this in this year, uh, this lectionary year. Um, although, you know, there's lots of chapters. It's not like we've we've right. really really it's a long book. Surface, uh, as far as uh, actually getting to dig into it, but there's not. Too much that I, you know, that that I see here that I actually have questions on. Anything that you want to point out? Yeah. For the... One thing, um, in verse two, it says, um, "Thus says the Lord: The people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. When Israel sought for rest, the Lord appeared to him from far away." There's this very strong theology in this poem about the time when the uh, people of Israel escaped their slavery from uh, Egypt and went mm-hmm. to the 40 years in the wilderness that this was a the 40 years was a wonderful time of intimacy and rest and God providing which it's interesting to read in the Hebrew scriptures the Old Testament that half of the interpretations of that time are like this where it's this sort of blessed retreat and the other half were you guys had to be out there 40 years because you kept screwing up. And it was a time of formation by fire. And you'd, okay. uh, you know, you repeatedly were killed. You repeatedly were hungry. You repeatedly were thirsty uh, because you were kept being distant from God, even as God was doing all these great things for you, including freeing you from slavery. So it depends on which prophet you're reading, how they're interpreting that time and the the great thought is you got to hold both intention with each other that they're both true simultaneously hmm hmm yeah That's, just a little, yeah. little mind-blowing exercise for your holy week <laughs> i like that I, I i i like that because i mean it really does yeah there i i can see where the two narratives um would exist yeah and and uh and 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 obviously um uh i'm trying to think back but yeah obviously uh, jeremiah's tone is one of inclusivity I mean, for for the right. most part uh, these these stories about being restored would have to be because it would it would it, it would definitely have a different meaning and ringing if it was like israel be restored except for you guys who messed up right <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah, what you and, got and you know why <laughs> and and there are prophets that that do write like that that speak like that yeah that, that'll be a little bit more of the uh the fire and brimstone uh style of uh yeah. of, of prophetizing prof, 
proselytizing? Proclamation. Let's just say proclamation. Proclamation. <laughs> Some word that's too big for bed. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's not up on my on, on my Episcopal Church uh, glossary, uh, right. uh, 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 library glossary. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it, it that would be his book would have a, a very odd tone if 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 it was very inclusive and, and had this 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 uh style of writing that he's had and then uh uh did then separate people out and be like you know carve out for you and carve out for you well, and, and not for you and and part of it is the prophecies that see the time in the wilderness as unpleasant they don't say for some of you or some of you mm. were disobedient it really is all of you were Right, every one of you. So actually, both approaches are inclusive. But <laughs> that's, one's that's happy, one's that's happy, and one's not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and it it, it does. Uh, uh, Jeremiah takes the tact of uh, maybe not so much the the um, problematic uh, concept of everything happens for a reason, but uh, right. uh, but more there's there is still uh, majesty and and grace uh, uh, to be found in that even that portion of the story that is helpful and useful um, and even though things were obviously less than ideal <laughs> to say the least uh, there's 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 a there is a a silver lining or a positive to it that that we should uh, still look at and have a takeaway from um, yeah. that, that is, that is helpful to us in, in our spiritual journey. Well, so, yeah, uh, the, the big thing is no, it, the big takeaway for Jeremiah is in part, no matter how bad things are, no matter how many times you as a people have been enslaved, etc., God has never left you. Mm -hmm. um, even though evil does come upon you and does terrible things to you and God doesn't want that to happen. God doesn't leave out of embarrassment. Yeah, and that's a message that I think uh, would would have to be said because that would be your first thought is like, no, I'm I've been abandoned. I've been yeah. I've been I, I'm I'm left to my own devices and I'm on my own. And and yeah, there are a lot uh, of psalms of lament that have those very words. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, uh, let's move on then to Acts. Acts is yep. chapter uh, chapter ten. Verses 34 through 43. Um, then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John announced. How John, how, or sorry, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, how he went about do, doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses to all that he did, both in Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and allowed him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who were chosen by God as witnesses and who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, 
that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Um, so all of this is, uh, 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 give us a little bit of ba- uh, backstory here for, for ACT. Uh, I think sure. primarily we know, uh, you know when you, when you mentioned the book of Acts, you, you think of, uh, the speaking of tongues, the period of time uh, uh, post-resurrection, a couple of stories about post-resurrection uh, and the ascension of, of, of Christ. But in the, in here in chapter 10, uh, we're focusing in on something that Peter is talking, is saying, and uh, we are currently leaving out the context of where we are in the story. Right. So where are we here in the story of Acts and, and who is Peter talking to? He's um, talking to the crowd that's gathered for the uh, baptism and conversation with Cornelius, the centurion. Uh, okay. We're, we're about a third of the way through the book, through the book of Acts, and it is the story of how of what everyone was up to after the resurrection of Jesus. It's written by the same author as the Gospel of Luke and was certainly okay. intended to be read in partnership with it. But here, this particular story, um, Peter has just been with, is with Cornelius, um, who has sought out um, Peter and has sought out baptism, um, which brings to the forefront the, the issue around whether or not Gentiles can be baptized, okay. um, which was huge in the early church, whether or not they had to become Jewish first, since Christianity was thoroughly Jewish and still should be in many ways. Uh, and Peter gives a speech. And then something amazing happens in verse 44, which unfortunately we don't spend much time with uh, in church life, is the Holy Spirit is given to um, all the um, people who heard what Peter had said, all the Gentiles gathered, uh, huh. which am- amazed the people who were Jewish Christian, that the Gentiles were getting the the gift of the Holy Spirit before they had become Jewish. So it's it's a huge deal as to the context of this, but we use it on Easter because Peter does give a wonderful summary of what is the good news of Jesus Christ revealed through the resurrection. Yeah, that... uh... Come to think of it, I don't know if I if I quite remember uh, that part of the story. I, I I remember Cornelius, but I don't I don't remember uh, the Holy Spirit coming uh, um, into the story. Yeah, so it, isn't that yeah, interesting? I think you're right. Yeah, that's not really something that we spend too much time on. And the thing that that drives some um, how should I put it strict. Well, no, that's not the right word. People who really, really believe that the Holy Spirit comes at and only at or after baptism. In this story, the Holy Spirit comes to the Gentiles before. And then Peter says, okay, we need to baptize all these folks because they're now filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, there's a group of people that believe the Holy Spirit comes after baptism. And most of the stories in the Bible involving the Holy Spirit are either before or disassociated. Yeah. Because uh, because the, the doesn't the Holy Spirit come down on Jesus as a dove 
It's after his baptism. Is it after? You're right. That one is after his baptism. And so they take that that model and universalize it. Which is weird, though, because even here in Acts and in in another, uh, like I already referenced it, the the tongues of fire. That's not. um, They weren't in the middle of being baptized, were they? They weren't. No, no. And it's then you know there is no verse saying, "Oh, and now the apostles all caught up and were baptized." There's a presumption that probably most, if not all, of them were baptized by John the Baptist as mm. part of that movement, but that wasn't Christian baptism. That yeah. was something very different. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember uh, all the stories where the Holy Spirit is specifically mentioned. Obviously, there's the 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 the, the opening of uh, Genesis. Uh, the Holy Spirit is hovering over the water. Yeah. Um, and there's like, I suppose there's like smaller references uh, to like being filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, you know. So, Jesus so talks begin- a, yeah, Jesus talks a lot about it in in John in his farewell address to the uh, people gathered at the Last Supper. Um, mm-hmm. But in the other Gospels, it's not talked too explicitly about the Holy Spirit. It's hmm. not. Hmm. Interesting though. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was a that was a small rabbit hole that you intrigued me on. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't I don't understand where that would where people would come from on 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 that thought process that the Holy Spirit is only only becomes involved post baptism. That that is. Well, it's it's because they base it totally on the model of how Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit came to him after. Well, while I like to model my life after Jesus, not everything uh, uh, works that way yeah. for me. Uh, I have found, well, and that's <laughs> well, and that that's a big point of the Book of Acts. Is okay. Here are the Jesus stories. Now, how do everyday people live them out? Right. Yeah. Because we're not we're we're Jesus. we're we're not Jesus. <laughs> I, yeah. I woefully short uh, of, of that level. Uh, um, uh, in fact, woeful is not a powerful enough word um so um but yeah so this does this does kind of create a a, a nice summary as to um who jesus was and what he's what he was about the the basic uh uh, i shouldn't say the basic story but the 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 these are the cliffsness version uh then for for uh the people gathered here um is there anything i mean i obviously one of the things that that um uh jumped out to me was put, putting him to death by hanging him on a tree that that, that wording is not uh like evokes a different image than what? the traditional uh, mailing him yeah yeah the, but and one of the semantics one of the possibilities <laughs> here is and there's a lot of controversy historically about what did how did the Romans physically crucify people? We know they, they crucified thousands of people. Right, right. And um, there are a number of researchers who have speculated that there's, there is archaeological evidence that spikes were driven through people's hands um, or wrists, but that to keep them from, to keep them on a cross until they died, they'd also have to put ropes around their arms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That the the spike, not to be too graphic, but the spike would and the limb would not be able to hold up to body weight. Gotcha. Right, and that would that would 
terror and because really what, what the 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 process of death uh, uh on the cross was more uh asphyxiation if i remember right, right. yeah uh, I do. okay um so, and, so this but is, there's al- there's also the interpretation that you hang a picture on the wall and that involves a nail mm, gotcha that's true so, okay yeah so some yeah semantics around it Right, and obviously uh, a, a wooden cross would be made out of a tree, so it's not like he's wrong. It's just yeah. phrased oh, yeah. in, in in a way that we're not familiar because we're usually we're, we're used to hearing like, "Oh yeah, on a cross." Right. Uh, um, but uh, um, any anything about the way that Peter describes this that stands out as uh, um, different in any way or? Um, like I'm trying to read back through this to see, like uh, he's coming from a, again, just like, uh, Zechariah, uh, he's coming from, or sorry, not Zechariah, Jeremiah, he's coming from a place of inclusivity because of where he is yeah. in the story. Uh, so there's, there's certain things, uh, certain words that, that he, that, that at least in this translation are a little bit more inclusive, uh, but nothing jumps out to me as to as like oh this wording is definitely uh because he's trying to include gentile yeah um, that's why it's too bad we don't include verse 44 where it says when peter was still speaking the holy spirit fell upon all who heard the word um that you know that that's the punchline of peter's speech and yeah the and the rest of the verses following explain the inclusivity that some of these people were Jewish, some of these people were not, and yet the Holy Spirit came upon all of them. And that's the opening of Christianity, the whole wide world. Well, uh, let's just agree here and right here and now that this uh, lectionary reading is 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 flawed, and let's fix it. Let, <laughs> let's include it. We're gonna we're, we're hereby including verse forty four. Te- technically, we could do it, but I think we've already recorded the service. <laughs> You you may have I could uh, I could I could add a uh, a four second blank slide right. and then just like narrate over <laughs> next year next year <laughs> next year um so yeah yeah that is a shame uh, that we don't include yeah. that uh, anything anything else that you want to say about acts uh, I don't think I have any other questions that, there's so much but for the sake of time we'll just put a pin in it uh, we, we do come back to it next week too. Oh, do we? Not two acts, yeah. It'll be over and over. I got gotcha. you. Through the Easter season. Well, that makes sense. The the, the days after uh, yeah. uh, resurrection uh, are born out in Acts. So, yeah. Um, John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18 is our gospel reading. Uh, and this might be a familiar story to some people. Um, early on the first day of the week, while it was dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, 
and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples, then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she said that, had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that she had seen and said these things, that he had said these things to her. Man, I had trouble with the end of that. Um, so um, this story, first and foremost, I should ask, uh, uh, does this kind of variations of this story occur in all four Gospels? I, I know right. in most of them, are they in all four? Yeah, all four have uh, the women uh, going to the tomb and being the first witnesses to the resurrection particularly right. Mary Magdalene. That's right. In, 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 in one version, it's the women. In this version, it's just Mary Magdalene as mentioned, um, um, not the, the, the men. The men are, are, the, are the, uh, the scared ones and the, the last kids. ones in on the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The way that this is written, it seems as though the author of John is going out of his way to not mention the other person who was with Simon Peter. Why is that? Any ideas? Right. Yeah, there are a couple um, theories on this. One is that is that it's trying to lift up um, Simon Peter as the ultimate early leader of the church. And the other disciple who, like you say, does not have a name, but is called what we, we use as shorthand, the beloved disciple, is the best supporting actor uh, to an apostle in the Gospel of John. Mm -hmm. He appears at a number of key moments, like at the Last Supper, and is therefore been identified as the author of the Gospel of John at times, but that historically that's not possible um but anyway that it's like the um people want to make sure folks realize even though the beloved disciple was crucial peter was mm. more so and that's that's who should have the the top level of respect and um authority within the mm. early church okay um then 
Yeah, so so the other disciple, who shall remain nameless, uh, uh, reaches the tomb <laughs> first and looks in, but doesn't actually go in. Uh, then Simon Peter right. comes in and, uh, as, you, as you were kind of pointing out, becomes kind of like the, uh, kind of takes over. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but then leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, John yeah. says they went back to their homes, which in, you know, which, which has puzzled some people because um, in the other Gospels, it's clear that the apostles were from north of Jerusalem, the, Gal- mm-hmm. the area of the Galilee, and therefore going home was quite a journey. Um, and what will happen is that evening the disciples will be gathered in what we now right. call the upper room and Jesus will appear to them there. So yeah, that, that going home is like, wait, what? Yeah. So usually we just run past them. That's fine if we do. It's not a, anything to hang our faith on or something, but it's just one of those interesting literary pieces where um, it makes some folks think that this piece was perhaps at the very least separate from the resurrection story of Jesus appearing on Easter mm. day to the disciples and really is closer to the older gospels where the um, apostles for the most part encountered the resurrected Jesus back in the Galilee okay. area. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But, but John has never been strong <laughs> on geography. Like, you know, we, we have to remember that, that he'll have, people zipping zapping zooping <laughs> all over the place um, suddenly he was 400 miles yeah, away he did. <laughs> yeah meanwhile yeah meanwhile the very next day 400 miles away <laughs> well th- th- there are a lot of people who are uh, not great but, with geography still to this day so that's okay right <laughs> right uh, yeah so that again that that's just kind of fun bible trivia rather than well it, it, it is an odd um, um, interaction or in a way lack thereof because the disciples come to the tomb his body is gone there's several different options as to why that might be uh, resurrection what? obviously is like the last thing on everyone's mind because nobody thinks of it ever like in, in any of these stories so, right. but there's still right. like his body's missing and Simon Peter and the other disciple, their response is, oh, oh, well. <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah let's, let's, go, yeah. let's go home like, and have lunch. Okay, yeah. so, someone stole it. Uh, the Romans came and got it. Someone's hiding it. Like, um, uh, you know, the tomb, the tomb, potentially the tomb has been desecrated. Like, a reaction is required in all of these possibilities, right? And their decision yeah. is, well, that's tough. That's that stinks. <laughs> and then just leave. Well, and I, at least at least Mary's caught up so, in the helplessness of it all and just stays there and 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 weeps and mourns. Uh, they don't even, you know, they don't even do that. <laughs> 
yeah. And so since she hangs in there, she gets to see yep. the angels first and then the resurrected Jesus. So for so this is one of those instances where it is mm-hmm. a go and do likewise, um, unlike some gospel stories, where when we're in the midst of despair, it's can often be better to hang in there and shed our tears and wait for God to mm-hmm. be evident. God is not going to um, suddenly show up because God's already there. And it often has to do with our willingness to hang in there to see how Got God it. is there. Yeah, waiting for a path to be made uh, to move forward on. That makes some sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, when you when you phrase it like that, though, my criticism of the disciples isn't uh, isn't uh, uh, is unwarranted because they they went home to wait for a path to be made evident to them, I guess, as well. Yeah, maybe maybe their waiting right, right. spot was at home. Yeah, rather than. But yeah, so Mary, Mary Magdalene gets the, the, you know, this is why some people mm. call her the first apostle, is that she showed the greatest faith in response to Jesus' okay. death, and therefore got to be the first witness and proclaimer of Jesus' yeah. resurrection. Yeah, like I said, it would, it would make more sense if there was some insight as to what the disciples were thinking or feeling, because... You know, uh, oh, fearing that the Romans had done this, they went home to, you know, uh, avoid something bad happening to them. You know, it's just something like that would make their right. actions uh, make some sense. But they don't they don't even stay stick around and and comfort Mary at all. They don't do anything useful. They just they just right. go off and wait yeah. for their part of the story to occur. Um, so. <laughs> gotta go bye Mary you, good luck with that I don't know what needs to be done here yeah. but uh, uh, bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it would be great like a teenage comedy scene being played out with the yeah. sarcastic characters and the chicken adolescent boy um, running off now is there any um, anything to be interpreted by um, there being two angels one uh, sitting at the head and the other sitting at the feet. Uh, it, it seems like an odd, um, an odd thing to throw in there because really that's kind of, kind of covered by just sitting uh, by, by the phrase saying sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying. A body isn't terribly long. Uh, so having two angels side by side, yeah, they- one's going to be at the top and one's going to be at the bottom, and that's pretty much the head and the, and the feet. So why uh, is there any reason why we get that extra narrative? Is there like some sort of? Well, there's COVID nineteen, so they had to be six <laughs> feet apart. I, I don't think Jesus. I, I, I think um, a, a historical no. context would say that Jesus probably was not six feet tall. That's mm-hmm. true. You got me on that. Um, the probably it had to do with an image of majesty, of kingship. That servants were often at the foot, you know, standing right behind a seated or standing king, at and another feet. was um, attending to. Okay, so so it makes yeah. kind of a it yeah. gives a kingly image. Yeah, it transforms the gotcha. deathbed to a okay. throne. Let's see. There, there you go. That's uh, the, that. That's probably it. Um, yeah. Um, 
No, no, maybe, no maybe we decided it's on this podcast, so therefore it's it's canon. <laughs> 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 so let it be written. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, so, so yeah, uh, um, she's understandably weeping. Uh, she did not uh, run back to her home, uh, and um, she has this interaction w- with who she thinks is the gardener and i don't know i don't know why she necessarily thinks the gardener uh may have picked up a dead body and moved it so that he could you know trim the hedges uh but uh, uh that that's i guess where her her mind goes to at the, at, at the time um well yeah he's the only adult male she's yeah we can't there. count simon peter and the other disciple as the adult males no <laughs> um uh but yeah so she and she doesn't recognize him which is going to be a re- recurring theme as we go forward in these uh 30 in these 30 days 30 days after uh uh the resurrection 50 yes sorry 50. um and yeah, uh that's okay pretty much most of the stories of these interactions are um jesus appears they don't recognize him um you know yeah or or they don't right. believe it's really him. um yeah because boy it looks right. like him but where and it isn't until he says her name that she recognizes and realizes who it is um which uh which which does kind of make some sense. I mean, it, it, the 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 guess is that uh, I don't know. He's clothed with his head covered, or appears different post resurrection. He's uh, got a certain glow to him. I don't know, uh, but uh, doesn't he's not ever seemingly recognized at first glance. Um, well, part part of it is if if you look at the story closely, she has to turn to see him. She only turns. When he says her name, uh, so no, she literally made, no, she turns may around and verse fourteen. At him yet. Yep. Oh, does she? Yep. You got me. Um, yeah. So, so it might have been just like a head turn and saw that someone was there, um, and yeah. then but didn't didn't really that was more of corner of the eye kind of a thing, um, but uh, but okay, so yeah, that 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 is a possibility, but the um, but the the spiritual meaning for you know at least a thousand years has been that god calls us by name and then we realize right. that, that god is there that the, it's a very individual personal interaction yeah. and that that interpretation may be even older than that but i know it's at least that old. and then he he does kind of prepare her for uh, and not kind of, uh, he prepares her for what's to come. Uh, in the next words that he says to her, uh, he says uh, a very, again, very COVID-19 uh, um, apropos sta- statement, do yeah. not hold on to me. <laughs> uh, but in, in this context, obviously yeah. he's meaning, yes, it's me, but don't get too excited because I am... I, I I am about to ascend. I'm going to ascend to my father. So he's already kind of laying in, in these first few words. He is laying the groundwork of you're going to have to do this without me. I'm not going to be here for forever, though. So whereas right. you thought you lost me and 
I am here again, don't get comfortable with that because I am going to uh, leave again. And, and this will, this will, I will not right. be here on this earth for forever. Uh, so uh, don't think that this is, this is permanent. This is, this is still temporary, um, which is in a way kind of a, exactly kind of a weird thing to do to somebody who just, you know, thought you died or knew, know you died and you're back. <laughs> and the first, one of the first things you say is, but don't get well, used to it. <laughs> well, it's sort of like, think of it this way, that um, you're, think of it this way. You go to school to see your elementary school child mm-hmm. performing a play or something. There's some reason you're there. You'll be there for like an hour. And then you say, you know, you give a hug after and say, but I have to go now. You have to go back to class. And until the child gets used to that pattern, often there's a little bit of a tear mm. or at least a disappointment. And they do go back to their class and the parent goes back to what they have to do. So it, you know, it's, to me, it's a very human interaction of, not, you know, we're, yeah, I'm glad we're together, but I got to go. I like that imagery, go. though, uh, especially since I've always liked the imagery of, yeah. uh, uh, stories in the bible being patterned towards us the children as lessons um uh th- that is a very yeah. parental kind of lesson uh, uh to be had there so that's that that is i like that that's interesting um and then uh and and then carrying on the 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 tradition uh between the different gospels uh uh mary magdalene uh, as the woman in the story uh, uh, at this period of time, uh, traditionally, women uh, uh, didn't always get center stage or, or focus, or uh, it was a very male-driven uh, society. Uh, and and uh, uh, but she is the one who carries that message forward, and then go and goes and tells the disciples. She she is the first person to carry out the resurrection story. Yeah, she gets she gets that great line. Yeah, I have seen the Lord. Yeah, uh, and I don't re- I don't remember exactly. I don't have it up uh, to to be able to see if I remember correctly. Like the next verse is like, and they don't believe her. <laughs> I I don't think that's in. The, yeah, that's not is that not in John? Um, but it, it's it is. I'm looking at the parallels. It is in Luke. Um, and, um, let's see. And it doesn't, and the other two does not say what the folk, what the disciples, what the apostles reaction is. Oh, so, so Luke, Luke has the one who says, oh, that, that's an idle tale. And they did not believe the women. Gotcha. And then the, in, in the other ones, uh, it carries on the earlier tradition of, they just go back to whatever they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's nice, dear. Yeah, yeah. The other in in Matthew, they go back to Galilee, um, and in um, pretty and pretty much the same in Luke, and um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it's it's fascinating how the three three other gospels deal with the news of the resurrection mm. yeah it's it's it is interesting to see how they deal with them differently and some of it is 
I, I think based on who their target audience is and the what's going on uh, during that period of time when the book was written. Uh, but um, yeah. other times it's just a, a, a difference of storytelling or difference of remembrance uh and yeah. uh which which again I, i've said before is kind of the humanizing aspect of of uh of the books of the bible which is you know just we pick and remember different things and or remember them slightly different than others and and uh, uh this is this is how the author of john uh recalls the story um well and and most of the gospels basically end after Easter. Mm-hmm. That there, there's not a lot that happens after Easter day. And so, yeah, there's, there's just not a lot of information about that. That's one reason why the book of Acts is so important to our understanding of how the first Christians responded to the resurrection. Yeah. And that, and that really does become the theme of uh, the next few weeks is is an introspective look as at to how how do we, how do we interpret uh uh the resurrection right. how do we move forward from this story and what is our role to play what are we called to do uh um at this point in time uh considering everything that we've read and contemplated these past uh a uh, couple months uh specifically that's so that's right um and that's a good place to probably leave it is is what do yeah. we do? Um, <laughs> so a question we'll be asking a lot, uh, uh, and and it's a good question to ask. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, Bruce, if you don't have anything else, um, I will let, let's let's uh, put the end cap on on uh, this podcast for April twelfth, uh, twenty twenty. As we mentioned before, um, feel free to uh, uh, join us uh, in our in our different uh holy week services um uh seven o'clock thursday friday and saturday and then sunday morning at nine um youtube channel website um email us if you have any questions uh at uh, shortcut at hfec.org we'll be happy to help uh and uh but uh um uh facebook youtube all of that fun stuff uh, uh lots of options this week so we look forward to that's celebrating right. with you and and uh um until next week i'm ben and i'm Bruce. and we'll talk to you then bye-bye bye